Welcome to the podcast, Estate Planning with Paul Rabelais, where we'll discuss the latest and simplest legal strategies and tactics available for you to protect your estate for yourself and your family, all in easy-to-understand terms. It's all about protecting your estate now, so you and your loved ones can reap the benefits later. And now your host, estate planning attorney, Paul Rabelais. So in this podcast, we're going to talk about where you should store your last will and testament. I'm Paul Rabelais. I'm an estate planning attorney. And, oh, it seems like um, maybe once a week or a couple of times a a month, um, someone asked me, Paul, where should we keep our signed last will and testament? And that's really an important question because uh, that original will needs to be accessible and located after you pass away. Uh, because it needs to be, the original needs to be filed at the courthouse as part of the uh, succession or also known as probate proceeding where uh, oftentimes an executor named in the will gets confirmed and a, and a judge oversees the distribution of the assets to the people and organizations that are named in the will. So it's really a critical document and um, I, I, I guess it's probably safe to say that there's no perfect place to keep your will, but let's talk through these options. So some people say, well, you know, Paul, um, you know, I just really don't need to talk about where I keep my will because it gets filed at the courthouse. Well, your your will doesn't get filed at the courthouse. There is no provision for filing of the will at the courthouse until after you pass away your court-supervised probate proceeding can't begin until after you've passed away. And so filing that will at the courthouse as part of that succession proceeding is is typically step one of getting that done, but you, you can't file it until after someone's passed away. So filing into the courthouse while you're alive, really not an option. Some people say, well, I'll just keep it in my home. And so there are some advantages to just keeping it in your home Um, probably the biggest advantage is it's easily accessible. It's accessible to you if you want to take a look at it. It's it's accessible to the people who perhaps you name as executor so they can get things started right away. It's in the home and, and, you know, easy to find and access. Well, the disadvantages are, oh, back when we had Hurricane Katrina, a lot of people's wills were in their home and their wills and other important legal paperwork got washed away with the flood. We saw that in Katrina, particularly in the New Orleans area. And then we saw it happen again uh, back in the 2016 flood in the Baton Rouge area. A lot of people just lost all of the paperwork that they had left in their home. And, and that's a that's a you know, that's a serious issue. If you do keep it in your home, I suppose the best place may be some kind of waterproof or fireproof safe, you know, prefer, preferably one large enough or, or built into the structure so that, you know, a theft is prevented. Another option for keeping your will is in your safe deposit box. And if you're going to keep it in your safe deposit box, there's a decision to make. Do you want it in a safe deposit box that no one else has access to that box or do you want to keep it in a safe deposit box where someone does have you know immediate access to the box? If no one else has access to the box, 
they're not going to be able to get it in it when you pass away. So you've got a little catch-22 there. They're going to have somebody is going to have to get the appropriate court order to where a judge has to order that uh, your safe deposit box be inventoried or the executor be allowed to go into the box um, if you have no one else listed as having access to your safe deposit box. A lot of people do put their will in their safe deposit box and they make sure that you know one or more family members are also listed as people who would have access to the box and so that's that's a way for people to put their will or other important legal papers in a safe deposit box but have others that they trust have access to it another place where some people keep their wills is with their attorney i've i've really never been a big fan of um you keeping your will in your attorney's office uh, for a, a couple of reasons. One, attorney's offices come and go. And um, it's kind of not like the old days where maybe you had a few law firms and lawyers stayed with those law firms throughout their entire career, just like in the corporate world where people would get a job and stay with their corporate job for the rest of their lives. You know, attorneys move around just as much as the public moves around. The other issue is when you leave your will with an attorney, then when you pass away, the surviving family members are sometimes put in a difficult situation where they're required to go back to that attorney to get the will. And then when they go back to that attorney, um, there's, you know, there's some known or unknown um, thing going on there where the attorney has an expectation that he's going to handle the probate. And sometimes those surviving family members don't necessarily want to use that attorney for the probate. And so it gets awkward there. And so for those and other reasons, I think that's why it's um, important um, perhaps to consider naming some place or someone other than your attorney as the keeper of your last will and testament. I will mention for you, Louisiana folks, um, we have in our law, the legislature authorized something called a will registration form that gets filed with the Secretary of State. So the way that works is you fill out a form, you give the Secretary of State $10, and they keep this will registration form on record with the Secretary of State. But, you know, you, you, it's, it's very, very clear you are not to enclose a copy or the actual will with this will registration form. So the will registration form simply just was where you list your name, your address, some social security number or other identifying number, your birth date, your place of birth, and then the only other information you provide is the intended place of deposit or safekeeping of the instrument or the name and address of the attorney or other person having information regarding the place of deposit or safekeeping of the instrument. So you can file that will registration form with the Secretary, Secretary of State once it's uh, filed in the office. No information will be released by the Secretary of State until a valid death certificate um, is provided to the Secretary of State, along with another fee of $10.
So I don't see a lot of people rushing to the Secretary of State's office to file this will registration form. Um, but it really is an important issue. And I guess the bottom line is to let those trusted people, whether that's your spouse, maybe it's one of the children or more, one or more of the children, maybe it's some third party, let them know of the existence and the location of your will so people aren't left wondering, you know, whether you had a will and if so, where it might be. So several different issues, no, no perfect answer, but uh, that should give you an overview of the, of the different possibilities. I'm Paul Rabelais. Go ahead and, uh, you know, punch the like button or the su subscribe button and, um, and we'll keep you informed. Have a great day.